Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed last week's, well, the last two weeks, public domain short story mystery. It was a lot of fun to do. And I talked about in that episode that we had done things like that years ago, before Solve This Murder was even an idea. We had done things like that on our Patreon feed. And in fact, I found out afterwards that literally the first piece of bonus audio we ever did for our $5 patrons for Escape This Podcast was a proto-solve this murder. It was a public domain story that we turned into a playable murder mystery. So it's been a long time since we uploaded those. And I think we've had enough time to put them up here on the Solve This Murder feed for free. These were something that we made back when we had, we didn't know whether this would work as a format and we wanted to try it out. So we picked a public domain story. In this case, the very first episode was an Edgar Allan Poe murder mystery, Murders on the Rue Morgue. Uh, if you know Murders on the Rue Morgue, I'm sure you'll be excited to see if I can solve this one. Uh, and if you don't, I hope you enjoy listening to my attempt to take on the role of a Poe detective, not a Christie one, and solve this murder. Now, subtle warning, uh, this was back when we had our old audio set up, so the sound isn't quite as good as you'll be used to, but you'll get used to it in about four seconds and then you'll enjoy the rest of the episode. Uh, I just listened through to this for the first time since we recorded it, and I found it pretty fun. I think I do very well in this mystery, to be honest. So give it a listen. I hope you enjoy it. This will come out this week, and I, there are a few more of these. There are two other short stories done over three episodes that we started our original Patreon bonus episodes with, so I think I'll try and get all of those up on this feed so you can have some fun look at the archives, at the history of what became Solve This Murder before it was Solve This Murder. So give it a listen and have some fun. All right, here we go. What we're doing today is we're actually taking a pre-written mystery story and I've adapted it to make it a little bit more of an exploratory, you can be a character and roam around the scene sort of thing. And you're going to try to solve this murder. Oh, so it's like doing an old detective novel, except I'm the detective. Rather than someone trying to escape, I'm someone who's trying to solve exactly. the mystery. So you're saying you've adapted one. What are, we, what are we doing today? Well, this is what is often known as the first whodunit story, which is Murders in the Rue Morgue by Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, nice. Yeah, and look, I've got to warn you, because it is the first whodunit that exists, it might not follow some of the <laughs> conventions that you're quite used to. All right. Some of the rules might be broken. Like, you know, you've got your standard, it wasn't someone's evil twin that was the murderer and that sort of thing. Very typical yeah, rules. Yeah, okay, so maybe the butler there. did it. I mean, maybe the butler did it. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's see how this goes. It's going to be a little bit, yeah, interesting because I'm going to leave it really open to how you choose to explore this murder. And I've only got what was in the short story to work on. If you go in other little strange directions, then I may have to make up a few details that weren't in the original story, but I'll be as faithful as I can. And again, I feel the need to emphasize, don't necessarily expect a satisfying <laughs> uh, uh, ending. No, no, it's going to be wonderful. Okay, so this should be a lot of fun. I suppose we should get stuck into it. Mm. All right, so I'm not even necessarily giving you 
the character of the detective at this point. I'm just telling you that you have this street that is called Rue Morgue. Rue being French for street. So we're in Paris. It's 1840. And all you know is that in one of the houses along here, murder or murders has happened. A murder must foul. So you can explore the scenery in the house, out the house, talk to people. There are, I, I've dealt with just witnesses, character witnesses who knew the victims, some experts oh, who okay. might know this sort of thing. So I'm just Basically, arriving on the scene? You start wherever and whenever you want. Am I a consulting detective like most stuff or am I just a police detective? You are some sort of ghost person who has no omniscience and <laughs> like no affiliation with the police as such. So you don't know everything that the police know. Okay. For instance, you are just yeah ghost explorer who oh, no. is yeah legally or illegally allowed to touch and explore whatever you want. Okay. Um. So I, I guess I just go right. All right. So you're going. There's a there was a murder. There is a specific murder. Yes, we have the street. All you know is that there is a house on the street in which a murder has taken place. And I know which house. You can go along and you can. Um, like, yeah, I go down the street. Is there anything with, with with? All right, there are some big arrows pointing to the <laughs> murder house. Okay, so I so I know the house that the murder took place mm-hmm. in. Uh, are there currently police or other people there that I can talk to, or is it just can I look around? If you want to talk to a policeman, yes, there is a policeman that you can discuss things with. Okay, so we have Isidore Mousset, the policeman on the scene, who was present as part of the party that discovered the bodies. Okay, can I have a look? Before I talk to the police, before I get his idea, can I see the crime scene? Sure. So you go up to this house. It's a four-story house. Sure. Uh, Apparently Parisian houses, quite substantially large. Mm -hmm. You can just open the front door, take a look around. Bottom floor is completely normal until you find some stairs. You wander Mm -hmm. up. Second floor, again, everything normal. Third floor, normal. Fourth floor, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. There is a door that has been broken in, Mm -hmm. and there's a room up here that is in complete and utter disarray. Oh, okay. There are broken chairs, there are tables lying around, there's a bed over in one corner, and all of its dressings have been just thrown about into the middle of the floor. It's a bit of a nasty murder. There is blood all over the place. The bed, the floor, the walls, there is just random objects littering the ground. And if you want to know where the bodies were, bit interesting. One of them was a young woman stuffed in the fireplace. Ugh. The other was nowhere to be seen until the people discovered it outside. Oh, like on the on the ground. On outside. the ground, several stories down potentially. So whether it had been walked down or thrown down, whatever, it is outside. Is there any indication that, like, I know the room is in complete disarray. There's there's stuff all over the floor. Is there a window that has been smashed or broken? So you take a look for some entry points and you've got this door. That, yep, that was broken down. Mm-hmm. Does it look, do I know whether it was broken down from the inside, from the outside? From the outside, for sure. Oh, so someone's knocked it in. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, the fireplace, not an opening as such. You couldn't climb in and out of it. Okay, so I couldn't come down the fireplace. No, it's, a, a, thin, na- it's a narrow okay. sort of thing. Uh, There are two windows. One is behind the bed Mm -hmm. and one of them more open. Both of them appear to be closed and locked from the inside. Oh, okay. So they're they're not broken, currently closed and locked. 
from looking at them, that's what it seems. Okay. So, I mean, look, if they were open, you could throw someone out and then close it again. Presumably. So that's not necessarily an indication they didn't get thrown out of the window. Hmm. If I... Do people know, maybe I'll have to talk to the policeman or, or someone else, uh, like if the body that was outside looked like it had fallen from four stories or whether mm. it was just like gently killed and then placed. Yeah, absolutely. Ask the people who found the body about I this will, sort of thing. I will, Okay. Um, so the first three floors were all pretty normal. Yeah. The door that I came in, the main door, mm-hmm. was that broken in? No, that was uh, totally fine. In fact, on this sort of nice Parisian street... I would say it wasn't even locked. Wow. Okay. Oh, well, that's all right. So that, that's how they could have gotten in. Um, the fact that there's no disarray in any of the... Oh, I, yeah. will, I will say, it does say that they forced the door open, the front door. Oh, okay. don't think okay, it's particularly so... relevant. So it was closed. Okay. So it was forced open. Well, that, that is... Forced open uh, by the people who arrived on the scene to ah, discover the murder. Okay. So it was in normal condition... Okay. When the murder happened, so it means it seemed. so maybe the person who murdered them was someone they knew, right? That like they led into their house and said, "Oh yeah, please come out." And then it wasn't until they went, "Oh, actually no, I'm going to lock myself in my bedroom. This is getting violent." Like they didn't have to burst the door open to get in, though maybe it just isn't locked if that's what people do. Uh, okay, uh, I want to talk to I want to talk to uh, Isidore Musset. Is that his name? Yes. Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> um, who was the f- First arrival on the scene, right? The the policeman. He was the policeman the who was first to arrive on the scene. All right, I would like to say, uh, Monsieur Mosset, bonne nuit, bonne nuit, Monsieur. <laughs> Do you have any information? Pour He's moi? actually South African. Pour moi about. Rumorg is a very international street, Damn. as you will find out. All right, sorry, let me try that again. Hello, Isidore Mosset. Do you have any information for me regarding the murder that has happened on Rue Street? All right, so what would you like to know? From. Not Rue Street, it... Morgue Street. Yep. What would you like to know? Um, did you have a look at the body on the that it, on the ground? Ooh, these bodies were grisly business from what I saw. It took us forever to find that one. Oh, really? Where was it? Just in the bushes, or just you didn't well, look outside? No, exactly. So we like we got reports that there was there was screaming coming from the upper floor of this house. So a group of us. Like forced our way in. Uh, the, we went up to the fourth floor where things were going wrong and the door was locked. So we had to bash our way in. To the fourth floor door? Yes. Oh, interesting. So it was the police who broke open the, the door to the fourth floor? Yeah, that's right. Oh. Now, this wasn't just us, the police. It was me and some concerned neighbours. Oh, and who, who would they have been? Mousset? Uh, so we had uh, Alfonso Garcia, who lives on the street. This is a multicultural yeah. neighbourhood. William Bird, who just was in the area. He's lived in Paris for a couple of years. Now, is that Bird with a Y? No. And another passerby, Alberto Montani. Oh, Montani. How do you spell that, Monsieur Mosset? M-O-N-T-A-N-I. Okay, and they're not police officers. They were concerned No, no, yeah. It was very early in the morning and there was screaming coming from this house. So when you entered, there was still screaming? Oh, no. By the time we sort of reached the forcing the door open stage, the screaming had stopped. Okay. When you arrived on scene, was there still screaming? I mean, I was on the street at the time on my patrol, so... Oh, so where did the murderer have gone? Mm. Yeah, it was very Because presumably he couldn't have gotten out of the house before you arrived. Look, I grant we weren't exactly doing a sweep of the area at that Mm. stage. We were just concerned about hearing screaming voices. True. Now... Now back to these bodies that you wanted to hear about. Okay, so there are a few other things. By the time we got in, it was completely quiet inside. 
And like I said, it took us a while to find mostly the body outside. The one inside took us a little while as well. Yeah, of course. It was stuffed up stuffed a chimney. chimney. That was really kind of like a goose. Nasty. Now it must have taken extraordinary effort to do that. That is not an easy thing. It took us ages to get that body. So it wasn't out. just sitting in there. It was stuffed. It was sort of stuffed in there. Okay, this is. Her body was still warm. This, unsurprisingly, hadn't happened long ago. There was blood on her face and some deep marks on her neck. And this was a Ooh, this vampire, was a younger woman. I, I believe I've heard uh, in the meantime that this was a daughter who lived there. Oh, okay, daughter of the homeowner. Yeah, well, yes, I, she and her mother both lived here. Okay, the body found on the ground, was that possibly her mother? It was her mother. Now, this was very peculiar, so we found the body behind the house. Ah, look, it did look like fall damage may have taken place, but that was clearly not what killed her. Now, are okay. you ready for this? This is a little bit gruesome. Hold on. Yeah, give it to me. Her throat was cut. Ooh. So deeply that when the the people came on the scene and tried to lift her body up... Head fell off? Her head fell off. It was horrific. Now, was it definitely attached to the body before they picked it up? It seemed to be, yes. It was just... Okay, so this isn't a head swap situation. Goodness, no. (laughs) What... What crimes have you been uh, reading? Monsieur Marseille, when you are in the force as long as I have been, you see these sorts of things. Head, <sighs> head swaps. Uh, I will tell leg you. Leg swaps. Arm swaps. They swap all the body parts to make it look like one body when there is actually two. I will tell you that while this story, Murders in the Rue Morgue, does defy a few of the expectations, the person who is solving the murder is exactly the sort of person that you expect it to be. It's just the random eccentric old man, like ah, middle-aged man who happens to be great at observing things. They call me le observer magnifique. It is French for le magnificent observer. So please, Monsieur Mosse, do not question my You're methods. You're alienating our Do French not question listeners. my methods. Oh, we do have French listeners. I apologize if this is, uh, how you say, offensive to you. <sighs> what more would you like to know, ghost we are French, of, sir? We're talking about the head swap. There was no head swap. <laughs> ah. Okay. Um, now, do you know, I'd be able to talk to Alfonso, William and Alberto, wouldn't I? Yes, absolutely. The three men who helped. Uh, is there anything else you know about this, this scene? Any? Do you know... The mother and daughter, were they the only people who lived in this house? Or was there also a husband and father in the mix? No, it was just them. Look, there were a couple of other strange things that I noticed like while we were in the house. So we went on the bottom floor, went from room to room, trying to find things that were wrong. Doubtless, you noticed nothing's wrong downstairs. No, nothing. So we went, we climbed up the stairs. While we were about on the second floor, we did hear voices Ooh. before we made it up there. So the screaming had stopped. But something was going on. Now, when you say voices, multiple people? There were two voices that I heard. Male or female? Oh, look, that's that's kind of tricky. I'm not sure if it's because this house is so well built that I couldn't quite, you know, get an idea of it. You're not sure? It was shockingly vague. Look, I'll actually tell you exactly how confusing this was. So there were two voices. Best I can do, one was high and one was low. They definitely weren't speaking French. I I think that the higher voice might have been speaking in Spanish. Oh, like Alfonso Carrera. Is that his name? Carrera? 
Garcia, wasn't Garcia. it? Garcia. I just can't read my own writing. <laughs> but the other voice, this lower voice, uh, it was a bit softer, and it did speak French for a moment. Ooh. It said, my God. What did my God be? Mon, Mon Dieu. Dieu. Mon Dieu. But yeah, so... But the rest was possibly in Spanish as well? Well, the high-voiced person, I think they were speaking Spanish. Sure. In your limited understanding of Romance languages. Uh, I guess. As a South African. Fine. A South African who's fluent in French and no other. Uh, yeah, there were about... Between then and the hearing those voices and actually breaking into the top room, maybe five minutes had passed. So they... Where could they have been? They got out in that five minutes. And has someone been watching the door since? Say, for example, they were in the room when you were. Not to, not to cast any doubt over your policing ability... Could they have escaped since? Has someone been watching the door this whole time? Oh, I mean, we did a pretty thorough search of the room. Mm, did I you did... check under the bed? Of course we checked under the bed. What do you take us for? What about the secret It took us so long way? to find the bodies. We searched everywhere. That is true. You would have searched everywhere. Um, okay, so thank you so much for your help. I will come back to you if I have any, more, any further questions. Oh, but just before I go, did you do it? <laughs> No, and I have several witnesses to attest that I was not there while this sure. murder was happening. Sure. Okay. Good. So I guess from here... Oh, sorry. Uh, Monsieur, oh, Monsieur, oh. Monsieur Musset, Monsieur Musset. Yes. Please, please. Um, yeah, yes. Uh, now, I know there were three other people who you went up there. Do you know sure. anyone else who knows the victims? Any, any people in town who are their coolest best friends? Any, any male suitors, perhaps? Ooh, well, I, I'm sure that some of the other neighbours know a thing or two. From what I understand, they kept to themselves, but, you know, you, you can't help but know a little bit about people. Uh, I assume whatever businesses they frequented, so perhaps they had someone to do their washing, perhaps shopkeepers, bankers, anything like that. Okay, I'll have a look around for those sorts of things. Uh, thank you, Monsieur. You may go about your business. Oh, you thank dismissed. you. Thank you. I'm glad for your permission. All right. So, all right. So I suppose my next bet would be to see other people who might know a bit more. Maybe the first people I'll talk to are these three helpers mm-hmm. who were there with, with Monsieur Mosset. Sure. Um, so I may as well start from the top and go see if I can find Alfonso Garcia. He is right where you expect him right to be. Me. He's right where you want him. Uh, wonderful. So I go to his house. All right. The one that says Garcia in huge letters on the top. That's it. I knock on the door and I say, Excuse me, Monsieur Garcia? He comes to the door looking looking a little pale. Uh, Monsieur Garcia, do you have time to talk about the events? I'm not doing any accents. (laughs) Do you have time to talk about the events of the previous hour? Stop it. I'll stop event. I've got to introduce myself this way. Oh, you want to hear about this this grisly thing? Oh. my, well, what do you what do you need to know? Like, I look to be honest, I'm not the best person to come to about this. I heard the screams and I helped the policeman Musette. I heard, I helped him open the door. The main door to the house. Yeah, I helped him break the... open the like force open the front door. Of course. Oh, but they started to go upstairs and I couldn't. I I was. You didn't go upstairs. I felt just nauseous. You could just tell from those screams something was so wrong, and I couldn't. The bring screams were still to going it. when you came into the house. No, no, they'd stopped by the time we got the door open. I, I did think I heard some voices, but two voices, perhaps. Oh, I don't want to lead the witness. I, th- I think so. Yeah. 
Could you? Could you? Now you you didn't go up. Did you stay on the ground floor? Or did you stay? Got I mean, I, I left, but no, I first floor. Okay, interesting. Um, where did you hear these voices? They were just coming down from the stairs. You could hear it echoing through. Really, quite loudly. Oh, I wouldn't say that. It was definitely muffled. It's a pretty solid house. Can you describe the voices that you heard, Monsieur Garcia? Oh, one of them was kind of low. I have no idea. I didn't hear it say anything. It was a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. It was a higher one. It wasn't French. Oh, I think maybe, look, I, I don't know the language, but it might have been English. Oh, now, Monsieur Garcia, do you possibly speak Spanish? Of course I do. My name's Garcia. Uh, I'm not going to assume you could be like a second generation oh, immigrant. Now who's doing bad accents? Monsieur <laughs> Garcia. Uh, so you think it was English? That this one was oh, doing? I mean, I'm not a language expert. That's my guess. Interesting. Okay. Uh, do you have any other details about the day? Were you possibly helping it all... Uh, in, uh, I know you didn't go up immediately. Did you go up afterwards to help search the room? Or oh, did you... absolutely not. One of the other people I heard... I, like, I stayed on the street for a moment, just feeling a bit faint. Mm. And one of the others came down and I heard them uh, say the word blood when they went around to the back of the house. I heard some noises of disgust coming okay. from there. Uh, yeah, I, I left. I went just straight home to lie down after that. Okay. Uh, and one last question. Did you do it? Did I do what? Good answer. Uh, no, I actually, had, I actually <laughs> did have one more question. Do you know, did you know the victims? Oh, I only knew a little bit of them. They were not the most sociable of people. It's not to say that they were rude or anything like that. They just kept themselves to themselves. I gather they had a close relationship with each other. Didn't have much need of anyone else. You didn't see people that didn't have regular visitors? Oh, no, not at all. No angry murderous men coming in at all hours of the night? Not that I'm aware of. No, I, I can't think of having seen anyone but them go into it recently. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Monsieur Garcia. You may return home. Yeah, thanks. And await the police who will come to arrest you for this murder. He goes just several shades greener and whiter at the same time. Oh, it is it is a joke, Monsieur. It is only a little joke to He turns the colours of the mood. He turns the colours of the lions on the Tibetan flag. Ah, you are green and white. All right, well, I bid him farewell mm, he shuts without the, much further ado. He shuts adieu. the door and through his thin door, he's not one of the wealthier citizens on the street, you hear him collapse into a bed. Aww, he turned into a bed. Uh, okay, so next on my list is a person who might know if she was speaking English, Monsieur William Guillaume Bird. Guillaume Bird. Guillaume Bird. All right, so you have to go and find his address. He's not... He doesn't he, live on He's route? not on Rue Morgue. Oh, dang. He's nearby. What about but... Alberto Montani? Is he on the Rue? No. Okay, well then let's go find William Bird. Yeah, sure. He's easy enough to find. Uh, No, you know what I would like to do first? Oh, okay. Some of the closer Mm neighbours to this house, can I knock on a few doors? Yeah, you can have a look around. I don't know if these are all named people that I... No, you can make up their names. Okay, so I first knock on the door of Hercule Poirot. Okay. And I say, Monsieur Poirot. uh, I know everything. (laughs) do Do you happen to know the victims? Oh, the women who live next door? The women who live next door. The, uh, I can't even remember their names. What are their names? I haven't got them yet. Well, I've gotten written as Mrs. L because their names were slightly complicated. Uh, Lespanay. Lespanay? L apostrophe E-S-P-A-N-A-Y-E. The Lespanays. Ah, yes. Did you know the Lespanays? 
Ooh, I mean, as well as anyone can know their kind of quiet neighbours. I, I, uh, well, what do you want to know? I. Do they, do they have any enemies that you knew of? That's do they ever play their music too loud for you? So loud you thought you wanted to kill them and shove them into their own fireplace? This is a very peculiar conversation. Ah, uh, it is uh, the wiles of an old detective. I apologise. Yeah. I, as far as I know, they don't have any enemies, but they didn't come out very much. They were quiet people. Did you ever see people entering their home? Any visitors? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe... You know, on a rare occasion, someone who looked like a traveling, you know, a, 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 a home visiting doctor, that sort of thing. Interesting. But, you know, once a year or so, I don't know. Okay. It wasn't exceptional. And for such a big house, you'd think they'd be hosting parties and things, but nope. I know, what losers. Mm. Not giving back to the community. Exactly. Ugh. Glad they're dead. No, I'm really not. <laughs> Wait, they're dead? Oh, yeah, yeah, super murder. Oh my god. Oh, you didn't know? Why would I know? Uh, everyone knows. It's France. Oh, God. Gossip travels like Mon Dieu. sailors down the Seine. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're dead. Super dead. Wow. All those bad things you're saying about them, you should feel guilty. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. I hope that 1840 Paris has a lot of therapy. Wow. Uh, do any of the other neighbours, if I talk to them, have anything else to say if I ask similar questions? The closer you get, the more you'll have people agree that they woke up for a little bit in the early morning. They thought they heard some loud noise, maybe screaming. But then, you know, they sort of went back to bed because it was very early, weren't really registering it. Maybe they were. Maybe it was a bird, maybe it was a child. It's hard to say. Don't murder me. But everyone does seem to agree that not really anyone besides the women themselves go into the house and. They don't know too much about these women. And did anybody, if I ask again, Acosta, did anybody see anyone strange hanging out on the morgue street during the day? Well, this was, again, very early morning. This murder? Yes. Okay, last night or perhaps in the morning? No, but uh, one or two of the closer neighbours, if they did happen to get up and maybe look out a window at these screams, they did see people run towards the house. Okay, four people? They weren't keeping count. A small huddle. A small huddle. All right, interesting, interesting. All right, that's all for the neighbours at the moment. Let's talk to William Bird. Let's go find William Bird. Mm-hmm. All right. So, William Bird, the Englishman, living in Paris. Yeah, good. He is English. I knock on his door. Bonjour. Uh, Monsieur Bird. Uh, <laughs> How are you? I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the murder. Ooh. Earlier this morning, murder's plural, wasn't it? I saw the oh, I saw the others try to pick up the one outside. Yes, That's, the mother. Ooh. Oh, okay, they were related, were they? they Fair were. enough. Now you, you, you were there and on the street. You were you on mm. Rue Morgue when you heard the screams? Yes, yes, I was. I was. Well, what brought you to the more to the Rue? It's the best place for my morning walk. It's it's a flat place. It's not too far from the river. It's a very peaceful spot usually. Okay, wonderful. Uh, you, so you're often often there in the mornings? Uh, every so often, yeah. Oh, uh, lovely. Okay, uh, so you heard the screams, you decided to, to help out? Yeah, that's exactly right. I heard some screams. I There was a policeman nearby, sort of made eye contact and just mm. went for it. And a couple of other people joined us. Uh, how, how many others joined you? Two, I think. One, oh, well, when we were upstairs, just one. Yes, yeah, of course. Uh, Garcia didn't follow you upstairs. Oh, okay. Uh, now... Did you did you you went up and 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 to the to the top room where the murder happened? Yes, that's right. Uh, can you Ugh. describe can you describe the scene to me? Oh, it was 
Okay, so we got up there. The fourth floor, the door was locked. Yes, it was. From the inside. From we, the inside, of course. Well, yes, we couldn't open it from there. We had to break it down. It took a bit of effort. It was a solid door. And when we got in, everything was quiet. There was no one in there. I don't know. We searched the whole house carefully. There was a lot of mess going on. There was blood all over the place. It was oh, not something I've seen before. You could tell that something horrible had happened, but we couldn't see any people, any bodies, anything. What were the windows like at the time? Can't say I paid much attention. I, there was one window on the wall opposite the door, I suppose. Oh, there was another one by the bed, wasn't there? And they were both sort of facing the back of the building. Yes, which is where, around the back of the building on the ground, is where you found the body. That's Yeah, that's where it was, but, uh, yes. But I didn't really notice. I think, I'm guessing it was closed. Okay, lovely. Now you found one body. Where was the body that you found in that room? Oh, the one in the chimney. Mm. It was... I, I didn't know a body, uh, I didn't know a person could fit in a chimney. Isn't this why we hire children to clean them? Or geese. Uh. Children and geese. The more you know. I don't pay my geese. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah. Very distressing. And you say the others moved the body that you found downstairs. Oh, yes. I, I was just a little bit slower. Now, okay. Roy gathered, it one, like, one of the bodies, its head was, yeah, its head was cut off. The other, the one that we had to pull out of the fireplace. Yes. Uh, not so much. So it had blood on it, this younger woman. Mm. And uh, uh, look, I would have guessed it had been choked. Interesting. Based on there were just some there were some marks all over the neck. But no, but no large gash across the throat. No, no. Okay. So the neck was the focus, but different ways, I suppose. Uh, Is this no- normal? Oh, every day. Every day this happens. I thought serial... Welcome to Barry. I thought serial killers tended to have a, you know... An individual modus operandi. Yeah, not just a neck fetish. Ah, well... Que sera, sera. (laughs) Um, Now, Mr. Bird, did you uh, happen to hear anything else interesting while you were there? See anyone else? Definitely didn't see anyone else here. Oh, what do you... Voices, perhaps. Yes. Yes, you're right. Just before we started climbing the stairs. Not to lead the witness. There were voices. Uh, uh, could you describe the voices to me? Yeah. Monsieur Bird. There, there were two of them. Two of them. Low and high. Low and high. The low one, it said, mon dieu. Mm-hmm. The high one was actually pretty loud, all things considered. Interesting. Uh, it was muffled, of course. Muffled. Big yes. house. But yeah, it was pretty loud. So it was speaking quite a bit. In French? No, definitely not. It might have been a woman, and it might have been Italian. <laughs> oh, Monsieur Birds, yeah. plot sickens and sickens like a bowl of soup, reducing on this stuff. Okay. Why? Well, I spoke to uh, Monsieur Musset. Mm-hmm. If you have met Monsieur Musset, of course. Uh, who described the voices possibly speaking Spanish? Oh, well, Italian, Spanish. Yeah, interesting. However, I spoke earlier with Monsieur Garcia, who described her voice as not speaking Spanish at all. But you're, doing, rather, you're doing an accent again. But you're getting worse. speaking English. Oh, it definitely wasn't English. Uh, Absolutely not. Interesting. And now you describe it as Italian. What mysterious language could this be? Uh, I mean, okay, there interesting. Are, there are lots of languages out there. You're Itali- not a language man yourself? 
Not especially. I mean, obviously, I learned French in school. <laughs> it shows. Because you speak so well. Oh. Oh. You're such a great French speaker. Gotcha. Don't, don't even worry. But no, I haven't gone out of my way to become a linguist. Okay. Uh, wonderful. Anything else you saw? In the, you didn't see any people. It is interesting, mm. is it not, that you heard screams, yet when you arrived found no murderer? You're right. I, well, I suppose if a body had been thrown outside, no, no one could survive a jump like that. No, unless they landed on the body. Did, did the body have boot prints on its back? Not that I saw. Okay, interesting. Interesting. It is wise to not rule these things out. Wow. So I guess now I'll go and talk to Alberto Montani, who may be Italian. Yeah, all right. Does he seem an Italian? Is that an Italian name, Alberto oh, Montani? Yes, he's Italian. Okay. Uh, I find his home and I ring his doorbell. Yeah, cool. He's also, he's not quite a Rumorgian. He's from a couple of streets over. Yeah. Again, just happened to be in the area. All right. I, yes, I ring his doorbell and yeah. I wait for an answer. All right. You encounter Alberto Montani. I say, g'day, Alberto. How are you going? Cool. Hey, I, normal. This is. I get ya. I would like to just ask you a few questions about the murder that happened earlier this afternoon. Ooh. Yep. Fair enough. I understand. All right. Uh, did you 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 happen to be on 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 the rue mm. when you heard the cries? Yes, it's on my way to work. It's on your way to work. Yeah. Where where do you work, Mister Montana? The newspaper. Ah, looking for stories. Looking so hard, you might create one through a salacious murder. Not exactly. I'm. I, like, I'm just a... Ink jockey. Photographer? No. 1840? <laughs> sketch artist. Sketch artist. Yeah, he's a sketch artist. You can tell he pro Like, the idea of him working in a newspaper is a little bit funny, because his French is not great. Oh, no? No. Uh, so, uh, could you describe what happened when you arrived, Mr. Montani? Alright, so I was on my way, passing through, and... Mm-hmm. heard some screams. Mm-hmm. They, they lasted a couple of minutes. I wasn't sure what to do. I was sort of frozen at first, and then I saw a couple of people running towards a certain house. So I followed them. I went with them. They were terrified screams. And oh, I don't know, we, we broke in, we went upstairs, had to break down a door, and found the scene. I assume you've seen it. I have. Hmm. Now, uh, I know I heard from uh, Monsieur Bird that you were involved in uh, finding the second body, the body downstairs. Yeah, so we examined that top room really thoroughly Mm. because, you know, there was lots of blood, but we couldn't find the source of it. And then we found one body in the chimney, but while there was a lot of blood on it, we couldn't... It didn't really seem like the blood had come from her. Mm, Interesting. So there must have been another, which makes sense because we heard two voices talking. And so we looked around, couldn't find anything. The other floors were immaculate. And eventually the policeman had the idea to go check around outside. And we did. And yeah, that was horrible. We saw a woman lying there and we thought if she'd fallen or jumped, then there was a chance that she was paralyzed or unconscious. Mm. But then we got up close, started to lift her, and then we saw her neck. And yes. Lifting her was not a good idea. No, her head. Yes, yes, it did. It we don't off. need to. Yeah. Landed on your Stop. shoe, I believe. Oh, please. Blood everywhere. Stop. Bits of neck in your socks. We Italians are sensitive people. Please stop. <laughs> okay, I apologize. So you found the body. It looked as if. Uh, ha- I know the body had fallen. Any any other markings on it other than the the cut neck? Uh, the neck was pretty much all I noticed. It was. 
deep. Her body was just blood stained from that. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, anything else you noticed while at the scene? Something as we walked around, something jingled. I think I stepped on some money. Interesting. Where where was it in the in the at the scene uh, of the it crime? It would on the have floor? only been a couple of coins, but yeah, while we were in the upstairs room, I seem to remember stepping on something that jangled. Did you did you happen to see it or pick it up? I or? wasn't paying attention. Honestly, the blood was all I was thinking about. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I might even be wrong. This is just an afterthought. No, now no, that you mention it. please. Uh, anything anything else interesting while you were while you were going up the stairs? Obviously, the screaming had stopped at some point before you arrived. Uh, did you hear anything else on the way up? Oh, the voices, yeah. Voices, yeah. Interesting. I haven't heard about these voices. Oh. What could you describe them to me? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I assumed that one of them was a man, and one of them was, well, it could have been an older woman. So, one was definitely higher than the other. Mm. Uh, I didn't know what I didn't understand what they were saying. Interesting. Uh, neither speaker. Well, no. I mean, I don't speak French very well. So they were speaking French. Y- yes. I. I. I mean, we're in Paris. I assume so. But your French isn't so good that you could understand. Oh, I I guess not. Wow, you're putting me on the spot here. So say, for example, they'd been speaking Italian. At that volume, you would have been able to hear it, right? Oh, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Italian. Yeah, I, I feel like I would have had a bit more recognition there. I don't believe I have any more questions for you at this point, Montani, except for this one. Did you do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did it! No, he he does. He has a single tear as he remembers the scene. Damn! But he shakes his head. Okay, all right. So that's interesting. So this high voice was speaking something, but no one seems to be able to identify what it is. And those people who can identify it are identifying it seemingly incorrectly. It's not Spanish because the Spanish speaker thought it was English. It's not English because the English speaker thought it was Italian, and it's not Italian because the Italian speaker didn't recognize it. Now, one of them may be lying. But it's interesting. No one's quite clear. All I know is it was a low voice and a high voice. And I have several witnesses saying that the low voice seemed to be shocked and said, Mon Dieu! And that's pretty much all they said. Perhaps they'd arrived at the scene, were shocked by it, and then, and then murdered someone. Perhaps the older woman had murdered the younger woman. Then this low-voiced person arrived, went, Whoa, you've murdered them! And the person said, don't blame me, I can't speak any languages. And then they cut their throat and threw them out the window. Mm. But then where would this person be? I had two voices. Perhaps the low voice could merely be the mother and the higher voice the daughter. But for there to be able to have an interaction, then kill one, throw them out the window, choke themselves to death and hide in a uh, in a chimney that was too small for them to get in themselves mm. seems unlikely as well. So this must have been an extra person that I just can't find. Indeed. The fact that one was choked and one was killed much faster than this possibly implies that one of the two voices could be the mother, seeing what's gone on, being shocked by it perhaps, and then killed. But as an interaction, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah. It's very interesting. And all anyone said about that one was that it was a low voice. Yes, you know, so presumably a man. And this all happened while they were coming up the stairs, so it couldn't have belonged to Isidore. No. Musette. Certainly not. Mm. Those those few will attest to will account for each other. Yeah, of course. Uh, is there? I'm going to return to the scene of the crime. Okay. 
I want to look for this sort of possible jangly jingle jangle. All right. Uh, I sweep the floors as much as I can. All right. So again, this floor is ridiculous. So there's just stuff everywhere. So you go around and some of the things that you encounter, you do find a few pieces of gold on the ground. You find an earring, just a bunch of silvery knickknacks and things like that. You find two bags containing quite a large amount of money in Ooh, gold. Interesting. You sort of shuffle around the bed sheets and a couple of other things happen. You find a large number of long grey hairs in front of the fireplace that have blood sort of trickled at the end. Looks like they may have been pulled from somebody's head. Mm-hmm. Was you the mother grey haired? Yes. Okay. You find under some of the bed covers there's a box. Mm-hmm. with, it seems to just have a few old letters and papers. But when you lift up one of the bed sheets, another interesting thing that you find is a long, sharp knife. Oh, interesting. Bloody? It, oh, yeah. Any name engraved on the handle? Property of? <laughs> no property of. Damn. Sorry. It does not... I mean, it doesn't look like a kitchen knife. Mm. It looks a little bit hardier than that. Perhaps a butcher's knife. I mean, perhaps, just not a kitchen knife. Hmm, interesting. Definitely looks like it's made for cutting heavier duty stuff than vegetables. Okay. Uh, so I found gold, the hairs, this box, and this knife. Mm. And there a few other things, little trinkets and things before that, yeah. but not nothing relevant. I wouldn't have thought so, but you never know. Mm, that's true. Ah, <laughs> interesting. Mm. Um, if I return to Monsieur Mosset... Mm-hmm. Can I show him this knife? Be like, what do you make of this, copper? All right. He'll take a look at it and he'll say, oh, wow, I've, like, I don't have a knife like this. Like, this is definitely, I don't know what profession exactly, but it definitely looks like one of those things that would cost a lot of francs. So only a professional of some sort would want perhaps this. perhaps if it's the doctor's knife. The only people people have the only person people have seen entering this house is the occasional visit, the yearly visit from a doctor. Now, doctor might have a big knife for cutting people. <laughs> Bone saw. Bone saw. Where could they have gotten this knife? Yeah, and Nusset will say, look, I can't guarantee anything. I don't know much about these women's private lives or professional lives. I'd be surprised if this belonged to a couple of nice ladies. Sexist Nusset. And I mean, we searched the house pretty thoroughly. There was nothing else like that in the house. Hmm. Didn't look like it was missing from any collection. No, no set of cool knives no. with one missing. So someone may have brought this in. The murderer may have brought this in. Is there anywhere in town nearby that sells knives? A knife shop? Oh, there'd be lots of places. Um, I, I wouldn't know where to begin. Hmm. Especially since I can't even identify what sort of knife this is. Like, if it were a chef's knife, great. That's ten stores that you can look at. Yeah, that's if true. it were a doctor's thing. And there's no, there's no engravings on the knife? No markings as to... to... No, it looks reasonably used. Okay, so not I mean, a new obviously, knife. it's covered in blood. Yes, but not but bought no, for murder. I wouldn't perhaps have, bought for a different reason. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that it was a recent purchase. So I've got this knife now, and also gold. I show him the gold. I say, I found this gold, Monsieur Mosset. Oh wow! So the bags of gold, or the four pieces that were lying around? The bag. This is quite an amount of money. It is this indeed. Was just in the room, I did see uh, like some bags, but I didn't go through them because... because you are a bad detective. I'm not a detective. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're a great police officer. Thank you. 
And a terrible detective. Oh. But yeah, this looks like this is quite an amount of money. I should probably take it to the bank. Do you know whose bank they used? Uh, no, you could always try the closest. I will try the closest she was, bank. The, uh, Mrs. Lespinay seemed to be a pretty old lady. She wouldn't want to go yeah, far. Yeah, she wouldn't walk far. Mm. I go to the closest bank. All right. You go to the closest bank, ask a couple of questions about I say, them. do you know? And you do find... Who was murdered? Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Lespinay's banker, uh, who is Jules Minaud. Jules Minaud. Jules? Jules? Jules Minaud. I don't know if you pronounce the S in that. Uh, for our French listeners, uh, do you pronounce the S in Jules? Was it Jules? <laughs> J-U-L-E-S. Please, tweet us. Please don't. Tweet us. All right. So, yeah. You we'll just write it out so we can't read it anyway. <laughs> you have Mrs. Lespinay's banker. Okay. Monsieur uh, Minot. Monsieur Minot. I say, uh, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Uh, Monsieur Minot? Mm. Uh, I'd like to ask a few questions about a client of yours and also to deposit this bag of gold. <laughs> Um, no, actually, I need to keep this as evidence. What? This is weird. Okay. You, do you happen to know uh, Mademoiselle and Madame L'Espagne? L'Espagne. Les- oh, Mrs. L. Mrs. L. Yeah, absolutely. She's been my client for eight years. Uh, she was your client for eight years. Oh. Now she's Satan's client. What? She's dead. Oh, my God. What did What did she do wrong? Ah, uh, everything. Wow. Okay. She's um, Parisian. So evidence, you, you think that I know something? I'd just like to talk to you a little bit about them. Uh, I, I don't know the, uh, like, them? Them. Them? Yes, her I, and her I daughter. Know, ooh, I knew that she had a daughter. I don't know her. You haven't met the daughter? No. Okay, interesting. She does all her banking herself. She's an independent little old lady. Wonderful, wonderful. Did she happen to make a large withdrawal at any point recently? Yeah, uh, three days ago, actually. Of a big bag of gold? I put the bag of gold back on the table. Ah, oh, I would have thought more than that. Was there more? another? I I gave her two bags, didn't I? Did I only find one bag? I don't know. I thought you found two. I may have found two. Let's two say bags. I found two. Okay, I take the other bag. I mean, you mean this one? That looks, yeah, that looks about what I gave her. How did she take it home? Uh, we had a man deliver it. A man? Yeah. Do you know this man? Yeah, he works for the bank. Well, what would his name be? Um, Klaus Kinski. Yep, Klaus right. Kinski. Klaus Kinski. Yeah, so he carried it for her. I'm not 100% sure if they went together during this journey back or if they when, separated. When was this? Three, a few days, three days, three days ago. ago. Yes. Interesting. So there was a man on your staff who knew that she currently had in her possession two extensive bags of gold. Mm, uh, yes. But then if he murdered her, didn't take the gold. So probably not him. He's probably fine. Um... <laughs> Okay. Unless he's an idiot. Sorry. Yeah, Just going sure. through some thoughts in my head here. Did she happen to say why she was with, she was withdrawing this money? No, she was, uh, coincidentally enough, a rather withdrawn woman. She, <laughs> she, we didn't discuss, and I don't make a habit of asking my clients what they plan on doing with their money. Was this a large portion of her money? It seems like a large amount of gold. Does she have piles more currently in the bank, or was this a large no, withdrawal? No, it was substantial for anyone. I mean, she was a pretty wealthy woman, but most of her money is in her house and assets. Mm, so I wonder if perhaps, and I'm just spitballing here, Monsieur Minot, please feel free not to respond. I wonder perhaps if maybe there was someone she needed to pay. Possible blackmail. Blackmail and murder go hand in hand. Hmm. Uh, all right, thank you, Mr. Minot. Um, also, do you know anything about this knife? And I pull out the bloody knife Jesus and I slam it on Christ. his desk. You are arrested. 
This murder is now no longer <laughs> being solved by you. Um, okay. Alright. I guess I leave. Where do I go from here? Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me recap here. There was a terrible murder. A murderer who just vanished out of nowhere. Two dead women. One of whom had just re- retrieved a large sum of money. Two voices, a low and a high. The high, presumably a man and a woman, but not sure, necessarily. The higher voice speaking a language that seems to be unidentifiable by anyone. The lower voice partly shocked, at least. Hugely violent crime scene. One person shoved up a chimney, the other thrown out of a window. Um, screams. Now, the screams could be someone finding a murder. Rather than... So maybe one of them had been murdered earlier. They said the body on the ground was still warm. Do you know anything about the body in the chimney? Uh, the body in the chimney was still warm. Oh, okay. The other one took a bit longer to find. Oh, and okay, okay. The blood on it was still warm, let's put it that way. Yes. Were these bodies possibly taken to a morgue? An actual morgue, not a room morgue? Yes, they could were. I, could I travel there and talk to the doctor on call? Absolutely, you could. I'd do that. All right, so you are now with Paul Dumas. Bags of gold in one hand and a big bloody knife in the other. <laughs> you meet Dr. Paul Dumas. Paul Dumas? I say, Monsieur, Monsieur. No, you don't. I say, Oh, Mister, Mister. What have you got in your name? Dumas. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the bodies that came in today. Oh yes, I expected that someone would. Yes. Bizarre business. I haven't seen one quite like this. Hmm. Could you could you describe the bodies to me? You found two. There were two that were brought in. Yes, they were in a bad way, badly marked, completely just broken mm. oh. now let's talk first quickly about the older of the two mm-hmm. do you happen to know these 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 women who were murdered not personally okay lovely now the, the older woman uh her her, her, her throat cut mm. what sort of mar- obviously this was the cause of death absolutely yes um she had been a bit roughed around before that point though uh some of her hair was ripped out ah of course of course i've found some of that hair very little doubt about it She'd um, lost a lot of blood. Does she show any large... Would it, in your medical opinion, be a body that shows uh, blunt force trauma from being thrown off a four-storey building? Potentially. The thing is, I would absolutely, without a doubt, say that she was dead before a fall happened, if a ha- fall happened. Yes. Uh, there was none of the telltale injuries that would suggest tension of... Being afraid of a landing coming. Oh, of course, of course. But do, 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 does it, in your opinion, look like someone who was a body that had been thrown from a window? It's entirely likely. Okay, lovely, lovely. And it doesn't look like someone then landed on the body moments later. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so, no. No, okay. Haven't okay. noticed anything like that. Yeah, all right. Um, anything else interesting about that body? Oh. Uh... Big tattoo that said, John will murder me on this date. Oh, I didn't look for things like that. Would you like to... Yeah, yeah, let me help. Uh, let me examine All the body. right, sure. So you go in and you find Mrs. L's yep. body lying there. The head has been tastefully put next to the neck with a small thing covering sure. it. Wonderful. Uh, any markings on the body that are interesting? Any any tattoos? Any other things that aren't just injuries? You give her a scan for some injuries and things, and you don't find any tattoos or anything. What you do find, something sort of like under her fingernails. Oh, interesting. Uh, there are some orange hairs. Orange hairs? Well, ginger. Uh, do they appear to be human hairs? Long, like, they're not short little animal hair, perhaps? I mean, they're not, like, a centimetre long or anything. Yeah. They'd be about 
man hair short. Okay. Um, I'm assuming the daughter did not have orange hair. No, and her hair was quite long. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Interesting! That is interesting. I'm looking for an orange-haired man. Um, and anything, anything else of note? That's that's mostly what I'm finding. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'd now like to ask him about the the younger mm. body. This one is somehow even more bizarre. So her cause of death was absolutely strangulation by hands around the neck. By hands, interesting. Ooh, this is actually a fair point. I've I've made a sketch of. Oh, you made a sketch? Yeah, so based on the marks that I could see. So I can get a rough sketch, obviously not fingerprint level detail, but a rough sketch of the hands. And so he shows you the sketch that he's done. And what strikes you immediately is these are big hands. Big hands? These are very big hands. They It would be not very tasteful for you to go up to the young woman's body and put your own hands around her neck, but, but the marks would not hands. line up very well with so your hands. So there's a there's a large orange gorilla roaming Paris. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and he says, look, both the chimney stuffing, the chimney stuffing especially, this is insane. It's very strong, man. Unbelievably so. There is no doubt. A woman could not have done this, and only the strongest of men. I love, I love detective stories. A woman could never have done this crime. <laughs> Okay, interesting. Any anything else noteworthy about the body? Any other? I think I've told brands? you all I've really noticed. Interesting, interesting. Okay, thank you, Monsieur. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, I've got this big knife. Yeah, that looks like it would do it. Yeah, looks about oh. the right knife to do the throat cutting. I would, I would say so. Yeah. Do you know anything about this type of knife? It's not a doctor's implement, or absolutely not. Never seen it. It looks like it's designed for cutting stuff. Interesting, not, interesting, interesting. Not in the nice, precise way that a doctor needs it. Okay. It just looks like it's for cutting things in half. All right. Uh, thank you, monsieur. I'll call on you. Oh, oh, by the way, sorry. Did you do it? Excuse me? Did you, did you, did you do it? The, the murder. Oh, I didn't say anything about a murder. Someone's got a guilty conscience. Wow. Conscience? Yeah, get out of my morgue. I'll go to a different wall. The room morgue! Ah! And I leave like that. <laughs> ah! Okay, interesting. So now I have a bit of a picture of the perpetrator. I'm going to quickly go back to most of the people I've talked to, right? I want to talk to the policeman, to some of the neighbours, and just ask, have you seen a large orange-haired man lately? I figure they probably would have said if they had, but just I go mean, around. Not around here, I mean... Yeah, redheads aren't that common, but I don't notice every time I see one in Paris. Not even one the size of a gorilla? I'm looking for an orange gorilla. Have you seen one? <laughs> um, is the circus in town? Circus is not in town. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I said, who are you asking Everyone. about these sorts of things? I'd like to ask Monsieur Musset first. I say, right. Monsieur Musset, do you know anything about a large, strong orange man? <laughs> This is quite unfamiliar to me. He's a redheaded. He's a. I don't know of any circuses in town. Uh, let's say who was it who I said worked for the newspaper? Oh, that was uh, uh, Martini. Montani. Yeah. All right. So I say, assuming you include him in this questioning, I'm looking for an orange gorilla man. Do you know of any? I have no idea what you mean by that, but assuming you continue your line of questioning that you just gave, like, is the circus in town or anything? Is the circus in town? No, you know what is in town that I've been doing? The Worldwide Wrestling Federation. No, sailors. 
sailors a big, from Ireland. There's several small fleets coming in and some individual people. No, not... I, like, I mean, maybe sailors. some of them came from Ireland. <laughs> I need to find sailors. Oh, God. Uh, thank you, Monsieur Montaigne. Also, I have this big knife. Ah! Is this yours? No. All right. I might head down to the docks. Oh, okay. You can see it. That is a picture of the sailor that the story includes. Let me describe this picture. So uh, Danny has... I've just headed down to the docks, and Danny has shown me a picture of the sailor who lives on the docks. He looks like a Scottish ogre. He's got a a beret on. Uh, That looks like a beret, right? Yeah, sort of. A big bushy beard, and he's holding a giant club over his shoulder in As his sailors big do. gnarled hands. Uh, he he looks like an angry ogre. It's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, so I find that man by the docks. Uh, one of many. Are there any sailors on the docks with orange or red hair? No, it doesn't seem to be a common thing. Um. Well, I find a sailor, mm-hmm. and I say. Ah, hi, oh, how are you going? Whoa. Arr. Okay. How are you, me matey? And all the other Tars. I call them Tars because they do crosswords. Uh. Well, I mean, clearly you aren't the sort of person who normally belongs here. Look, I'm, I want to be setting sail in not too long, so what? What do you want? Do you know any large orange-haired men? Probably several. I'm a sailor, but... Arr. Who are in town right now? This is just a regular French sailor that you're talking ah, to. Ah, ah. Do you know any? <laughs> not, not in town right now. I would have just come across them occasionally. Interesting, interesting. Do you know anything about murder on the Rue Morgue? I need, can you solve a murder for me, please, Mister Sailor? Um, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Two women were murdered, uh, and I have reason to believe the murderer was a large-handed. Orange-haired man. Oh. You haven't seen one of those about? No, no, I haven't. Let me see the size of your hands, Mr. Sailor. He very sort of nervously shows you his hands, and, you know, they're coarse, rough sailor hands, but compared to the sketch you saw, they're... Tiny, baby hands. They're not that big. I pull out my giant knife, and I say, what do you know about this knife, Mr. Sailor? Nothing. Don't... Hey, Mr. Sailor, don't you look away from me. What do you know about this knife? I turn it around and I, and I tap him lightly on the forehead with the handle of the knife. Hey, hey, Mr. Sailor, what do you know about this knife? Is it still covered in blood at this yeah, point? Yeah, definitely. Oh, this is very upsetting. <laughs> some of the other sailors have started to watch. In fact, as you notice that some of the other sailors start to watch, you see that... One of them has orange hair? No, but you do see that one of them on his belt has a not identical but similar knife. <gasps> I turn to that sailor and I say, where did you get that knife? Everyone has one of these. It's a rope cutting. Knife. A rope knife? Yeah. Interesting. Have you seen anyone who's not a sailor with such a knife? Why would I possibly pay attention to that? Well, I don't know, because you want to help detectives? He... Maybe you want to be a good citizen? All Maybe right. you don't want to get locked in jail? He's lost interest in yeah, you. Yeah, okay. I'm not that kind of police officer. That's kind of <laughs> disgusting. I don't want to even perpetrate that idea. So I say, thank you for your help, sir. Do you have one of these, sir? Like, which one are you talking to now? The Back to the first one. Okay, back to the first yeah. one. Yes. Could you show it to me? I don't want to. Is this your knife, sir? No. Sir, I believe this might be your knife. I, I think I, I need you to come down to the station <laughs> with me. But 
I don't know what I I, I didn't kill anyone. Oh, who said anything about a murder? You, I never mentioned a murder. Several times you did. <laughs> I did not murder anyone. Do you know who did? It's a very complicated question. I, I'd rather not. No. Don't know anything. Look, obviously you do. This is your knife. What's your name, sir? Um, Scragnus. Scragnus? I think we've established it's your knife. No, don't need to lie to me. Look, you say you're not, you weren't, didn't murder anyone. Sure, let's say I believe you. But who did? You've got to give me something, Scragnus. Because right now, you're suspect number one. No, no, there's nothing that can, that can, anything. Oh, nothing I, can link you? Your knife in my hand can't link you to this murder? There's, like, I, I couldn't do that. Why not? Where were you? It was, I mean, it was not something I could physically do. I couldn't, oh my god, my god, I could not do something like that. Something like what? Sorry, something like what? Kill people, my, like, my god. Oh my god, I couldn't do that. Who could, Scragnus? What large-handed man do you know who could do such a deed? I don't think any man could do such a thing. It was horrible. Killing John, the killing sailor who loves to kill? What about him? No, no, no. Nothing like that. My god, this is... I've sort of distressed this sailor. It's definitely his knife, right? Like, it's definitely his knife. Because he's not. he doesn't have a knife. And he's very concerned. So it's definitely his knife. Did somebody steal your knife? Yes. No, yeah. Did you give it to someone? No, it was... I was careless, it was stolen. Stolen? When whenabouts was it stolen? Last night? This morning? This morning. Early hours of the morning. <sighs> scragnus, scragnus, scragnus. Your carelessness oh my God, my... has led to the death of two women. My God, stop saying that. I couldn't do... Like, you know, it's not my fault. You, like, I can't be arrested for something I didn't do. Well, who did it? Give me something to go with, Scragnus. Who stole your knife? He is very distressed at this point. You really don't think that you're going to get him to answer your questions as such. Well, what do I know? This knife belongs to him. He says it was stolen. I know the person who stole it has big old big hands, probably. I know there's someone who speaks... Do you speak any languages, Monsieur Scragnus? Um, French is the only one I'm fluent in, but I go all around the world, so I have to pick up phrases here and there. Any other interesting people around who speak obscure European languages? Oh, I'd expect everyone has bits and pieces from all the, all the port cities. Now that he, he's a bit more open now that you're just talking about job stuff and not murder stuff. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Rue Morgue? And he starts to withdraw a little bit. Have you ever been to the Rue Morgue? I, I'm, I'm, I'm from Paris. I've been to a lot of places. Do you know any pairs of people with low and high voices? <laughs> ah, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. It's, it's his knife, and his knife killed this old woman. He's claiming it was stolen, but he won't tell me who it was stolen by. But maybe he's just lying about it being stolen. Do you have anyone who can corroborate your story as to where you were this morning? The fact that your knife was stolen? Oh, man. I mean, I, I've been sailing all around. I've just come from a big trip from the other side of the world on my own. I, I don't. I Where's haven't seen ship, anyone Mr. here. Mr. Skagnus? Oh, it's, it's right around here. Can I look at your ship? No. I'm going to take that as a yes. I'd rather you didn't. Uh, I'm going to take that as a yes. I walk towards this ship. All right. So from the outside, it looks 
pretty standard, pretty normal. And from the inside, I step on board. <laughs> All right, you step on board, you look around, it's got like an under sort of area. Yes, you I know, go a big down. Under there. area. There's a cage. A cage? There is a cage down there. What's in the cage? Nothing. Is the cage open? Um, possibly. It is openable. I say, Monsieur Skagnus. What's with the cage? Oh, sometimes you. Murder? Transport things on things? trips. How big is this cage? Is it like a person sized cage? Can you fit a person in this cage? Yeah. Okay. Things or people, Monsieur Skagnus? Excuse me? I'm not a slaver. Well, unless you tell me otherwise what you have this cage for, that's what I'm going to have to assume. Do you know the penalty for slaving in 1840s Paris? Nope. Well, it's pretty hefty. I'm sure, like most things in 1840s Paris, probably death. That's outrageous. (laughs) I. Do you know the penalty for litter? For littering in (laughs) 1840s Paris? Death. Death by hanging. So what were you transporting, Mr. Skagnus? It seems like a, a... cage takes up a lot of space it's quite heavy you wouldn't have it if you didn't expect to have anything in it well i look around the cage while i'm talking is there any orange hair at the bottom of this cage yes there is i pick up the orange hair and i like i like twirl it between (laughs) my fingers you lick it and i I do like like blow it slightly into the air and i and i I take a few more and say now this doesn't look like your hair mr skagnus no i wasn't in there what was who was I found this at the scene of the crime, Mr. Skagnus. He pales. I found your knife and I found your caged hair. He shakes his head. He's gone totally pale and he just says, oh my God. And he just stops and is shaking his head. I'm going to have to take him in. I flick the hair in his face. What are you going to say? You have... Circumstantial evidence. That's all you need in 1840s Paris. Come on. You're going to have to give me more than that. You you haven't solved this murder. Musette isn't going to take this. Oh, what was in this cage? Do you happen to be selling... I look to the left and I look to the right. Orangutans, monsieur. Violent, deadly orangutans that could climb out of the window quite deftly after committing murder, most foul. Speaking in a language that sounds somewhat like... Italian. Orang Italian. I've solved it. I did it. The funny thing is, you're laughing. I'm right. You're 100% right. This was, wait, hold on. Sailor Skagnus breaks down and confesses to everything. He did not murder anybody, but his sailing from around the world was from Borneo, where he was dealing in black market orangutan. Oh no! Were you were you going to sell this orangutan to Mrs? No, that was like those women. I have no idea who they were. I was uh, like, I took the orangutan, got out of its cage, <laughs> and stole just, your knife. Yes, it thought it was a game. It just ran all over town. It was <laughs> early in the morning, so nobody saw anything somehow. <laughs> Until eventually, it saw an open window, climbed up a electrical wiry sort of pole and jumped in the window the The women breaking down the doors the women freaked out started screaming i'm a sailor so i can climb so i eventually climbed up after and i saw the whole thing i didn't go in but i was standing up like um, at the window 
just watching this happen. And when the women freaked out, the orangutan freaked out. It had my knife and it just went berserk and had a huge freak out. I cried out. Mon Dieu! Exactly. I say that a lot. Yeah. You didn't seem to notice that in any of this conversation, exactly how many oh, times I said it. Over and over again? I was saying, oh, my God, over and over no- I again. I bet you the listeners noticed. <laughs> I fled. Uh, I don't know what happened after that, but I haven't seen the orangutan since. Well, we better go catch it. That seems like a, a good idea. Now, again, I can't be arrested for this, can I? Well, no, but orangutan trading is punishable by... Oh, let me just look it up in the 1840s <laughs> Paris law. Turns out death. Sorry, that's 1840s Paris. You don't have the orangutan, you can't prove I did it. And he runs back onto a ship and leaves. Damn. Do I need to go find this orangutan? No, you're good. You, your job was to solve the murder, not to prevent future orangutan so, homicides. Okay, so let's just do a quick recap here. So I've done it. I've solved the murder. You have solved it was the orangutan murder. of Sailor Skagnus killed the two women. What a ridiculous, ridiculous murder mystery. Yep. Why does she have two bags of gold? Was this just a pure red herring? Yeah, it's completely irrelevant. Just the fact that the things that were going on in her life, she was just giving some gold to her daughter one day. Who was the high-voiced speaking woman? It was the orangutan. Orangutans they thought making they were speaking noises. Italian? They couldn't quite they identify they speaking... it. Have you heard an orangutan talk? It does not sound like a medley of romance languages. <laughs> that is not the sound of an orangutan. No one's ever been at the zoo and been like, is that somebody mumbling in French? Oh, nope, just a giant ape. Have you heard the orangutans at the zoo talk? God. My God. Well, this was Skagnus's reaction. <laughs> God. Uh, all right. I go back to Monsieur Merset and I explain the whole thing. And I say, send your men out to look for orangutans. Understood. And uh, Montani puts a lost and found ad in, in the, the newspaper. newspaper. Wanted. Deadly orangutan. <laughs> Actually, in the original story, they figure out <laughs> that they don't go and visit the sailor. What the detective detective does is he just figures out in his head that it was probably an orangutan and probably an orangutan owned by a sailor. So he puts out <laughs> a lost and found ad saying, hey, I've found an orangutan. If this is your orangutan, come and claim it. And that's how, he and that's how they catch the sailor. In the original story, does mm-hmm. the sailor... Go to prison. Um, not specified. How absurd. Yeah, the person solving the mystery seems to be... Just a very concerned least, citizen. At the very least, pretending to be sympathetic towards this sailor, saying, no, we know you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> oh, how ridiculous. Well, that was really fun, Danny. <laughs> I would love to be able to do more of these. I hope so. And if we were, say, to do something... I know, it, I assume it wouldn't be copyright-free. Any Agatha Christie's, that sort of thing... They tend to make a lot more sense yes. and be a bit more satisfying. Yeah, I hope we can find something a bit more mm. like that. Sherlock Holmes is a uh, are definitely. But are in the they necessarily who done it? We'd have to find out, I mm. suppose. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Yeah. Um. Wonderful. Well, look, that was a huge amount of fun. I really enjoyed that. Actually, <laughs> I hope for people listening, it was something fun. It's something different than what we usually do. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of the Consume This Media network. To find out more about all of our shows, you can head to consumethismedia.com. A special thank you to Jared, Devon and Witt from the podcast Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening.